The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. So, my sisters and brothers in Christ, how do you like your apocalyptic? It's a serious question. How do you like your apocalyptic? We get all flavors today in our readings. One of our favorite kinds of apocalyptic, particularly in America, is the apocalyptic that played out a little bit into the geopolitical scene this week. And that is the notion that if we get all the pieces aligned just right, we will usher in the coming of God's reign, and all of our enemies will be struck down, and we will be set up on the thrones of the world, along with all the saints and with Jesus. I have to tell you, however, that that is a fairly new flavor of apocalyptic. It's a favorite kind of apocalyptic that goes back maybe 200 years, maybe less, in the American scene. It's that apocalyptic that you are all familiar with if you've ever been into some of the inner cities or even small towns where there's always someone holding up the sign that says, Repent! The end is near. But there are other kinds of apocalyptic in today's readings as well. One of them is that beautiful apocalyptic that comes out of the prophet Isaiah, written for and by a people who have been living in exile for generations. And it opens with that beautiful line, Comfort, comfort ye, my people. That type of apocalyptic that is about bringing comfort to those who have suffered long and who have been subject to evil for even longer than they can remember. Comforting words for a people who will be led out of exile and restored to their homeland, who will have what they have lost restored to them, who will have their dignity returned to them. That's kind of a historical apocalyptic, right? It's the kind, too, that 
probably some scholars would say is going on in the second letter of Peter today for a Christian community in the first century that was probably living under persecution, certainly at the margins of their religious and social world. Comforting words for a people who are at the edge and who are unsure whether they will be here tomorrow. There's the individualist apocalyptic, and we can argue whether that works into today's readings or not. That's the kind of apocalyptic that says, well, this is all fine and good, but it's really just spiritual metaphor that when we shed this mortal coil, we will know God in this way, and life will forever be altered, and we will know the new earth and heaven itself. That, too, I hate to tell you, is a little bit of an Americanist apocalyptic, comforting for those of us who like to be in our individual lives. And I hate to tell you this, if that's where you are, those words, comfort, comfort, comfort ye, my people, is not for you this day. Because as the old saying goes, these writings are meant to comfort the afflicted, and afflict the comfortable. But the flavor of apocalyptic I want to invite you to reflect on today is probably the most ancient one. Most of us, when we think about apocalyptic, we think about hellfire and brimstone and the end of the world and, of course, you know, the rapture. We've all gotten that from the cultural water, this notion that some will be taken up, some will be left behind, and it will be messy and ugly for a while, and maybe Satan will roam the world, and all of these glorious images that make for good cinema and good novels and good for spooking up and scaring up cash if you're a televangelist, those types of things. But the actual origin of the word apocalyptic goes back to apocalypsis, which is literally the revealing, the unveiling, the pulling back of the curtain the revelation of what is real, what is true. If you think about that for a moment, think about our sisters and brothers in Southern California right now who are struggling with the wildfires, some of whom have lost their homes, and what is revealed to them and through them to all of us about our vulnerability. how real it is when they learn to lean on one another again and live in community in that sense of contingency and uncertainty, which is real. That's how life really is, is it not? That's apocalyptic. And for some, that is very discomforting news. But for those who are at the margins, it is comforting because they recognize that their lives are seen as well. And for those who are now living at the margins because of the wildfires, they suddenly see an outpouring of love and community support and hope, even in the face of terrible tragedy and heartbreaking loss. 
For them, you might say, the highway has been made, and they are being touched by a God who has come to them in a dark time. A little bit closer to a home, apocalyptic is real for all of us each day as we take life anew. The truth of the matter is the world is always ending, the world as we knew it, the world as we expected it to be, the world we thought we were in charge of, but in fact a world where we really had no power like that. The world, moment by moment, is always passing away, and new life is always knocking at the door. The author of Mark's Gospel wants us to take this home with us. One New Testament scholar writes that the opening of Mark's Gospel, the earliest Gospel, is like having a bucket of cold water tossed over your head. If last week we were warned by Jesus to keep awake, this week is about the alarm clock going off. John the Baptist is knocking at the door. More than that, he's yelling. And Mark skips all of the things we love about this season. You notice there's no talk of angels, no journeys to Bethlehem, no beautiful scenes with animals and shepherds and Mary and Joseph at the manger. No, Mark leaves that to other authors. Mark jumps right in to repent. Turn around. Look again. Embrace the apocalyptic moment. Don't resist it. And he goes as far as to say this message so captivates even the people who are in power in Jerusalem that they come out to John at the Jordan in droves. They recognize suddenly something is wrong with the way they have been looking at the world, and so they embrace the apocalyptic. They embrace the truth and reality of what is. And they signify that by being baptized in the Jordan. Baptism, for us, is about precisely that. Repentance is not about embracing fantasy, but actually embracing the reality of what is. Everything about our lives, good, bad, and indifferent. And the promise of God, which comes to us like a thief in the night. Uninvited. Just like the alarm going off in the morning. I wanted to sleep in, didn't you? But it is time to get up. The sun has arisen. A new world is about to unfold. The invitation that John brings to us across the ages and to our spiritual forebears is an invitation to participate in the apocalyptic, in the revealing of the truth of what is. But that truth is more than just the ups and downs and the bad things and good things of our lives. The truth 
is about a God who is coming to bring about healing, not just for us, but for the whole world through us. A God who is coming and calling to us and at the door and setting off the alarm clock and waking us up and yelling at us, not to condemn us, but out of love. So the next time somebody says, apocalyptic is all about hellfire and brimstone, look again. Mark opens his apocalyptic just as Isaiah does, not with hellfire and brimstone, but with the words, comfort my people. With that call, this is the beginning, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.